Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, August 13th. U.S. equity futures are flat to up small, so the S&P futures are up four points. That's nine basis points. NASDAQ futures are up nine points. That's six basis points. And the Dow futures are outperforming slightly up 58 points. That's 16 basis points. So mild gains in U.S. equity futures. Similar type of price action in Europe, where the major indices are up 25 to 30 basis points. None of the major subgroups are up or down more than 50 basis points. I will note that tech is for sale. So you are seeing selling pressure in semiconductor stocks in Europe. That is consistent with what you saw in the U.S. yesterday. Um, you know, Sentiment around the semiconductor area has certainly shifted a decent amount in the last 72 hours. Um, you've seen some negative sell side research come out, including a, more, a, a, a micron downgrade on Thursday. So that's caused some selling. In semis yesterday, that semi-selling translated uh, over into Europe um, and also in Asia overnight too, semis were hit. Um, note that you do have earnings from analog devices coming up next week. That's their July end report. Um, so that's probably the next really important catalyst for uh, the semiconductor space. In Asia, the price action was mixed. You saw um, pressure in Hong Kong, mainland China, Taiwan, and Korea. Australian India outperformed. Um, and again, tech was um, a laggard in Hong Kong. Uh, you had softness in stocks like Alibaba um, and Tencent. And then semi names, which are concentrated in Taiwan and Korea, also saw pressure as well. Um, so, as far as macro news is concerned, there's really not a whole lot to talk about once again. So, you know, I've been saying for the last few days that the back half of August. Um, is going to be fairly slow, and I, you know, I continue to think that's the case. Um, so, no big eco numbers to talk about. Nothing all that incremental on the Fed to mention either. Uh, very consistent narrative as before. Um, on COVID, it's just kind of more of the same types of headlines. So, you have more companies delaying their uh, return to work schedules. You have more vaccine mandates getting announced. Um, you know, the case figures, um, you know, continue to kind of move in the wrong direction. But they are very concentrated in certain states. The glo the national vaccine numbers um, are ticking higher, which is encouraging. Um, you know, you continue to hear some companies talk about um, the Delta variant creating a headwind in their business. So uh, Airbnb came out last night with earnings, very strong Q2 numbers, but on the call, kind of echoing what Southwest, what Royal Caribbean, um, and a few other travel epicenter type of stocks have said that they are seeing a slight pullback in demand because of COVID. Um, you know, not anywhere close to the type of weakness that they saw a year ago. And if anything, the recovery is still um, taking place and business is still improving. But they, you know, did see at the margin a, a moderation in, in kind of um, the pace of, of the recovery. So that's, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, there, there was an interesting Reuters article overnight talking about how China's outbreak um, may be waning. You did see kind of a downtick in the in the global in the uh, in the case figures reported out of that country. You know, China has a much lower tolerance than than the U.S. does as far as um, outbreaks. So they have kind of that quote unquote zero tolerance policy, where um, even a single case can result in some very draconian lockdown steps. Um, but you did see kind of a, a moderation in the case figures out of that country. So that's, um, you know, that is positive. So that's kind of the macro backdrop. Again, really nothing incremental to mention. Um, you did have the Q2 earnings seasons wrap up last night in the U.S. So Disney was the big one. Solid headline EPS, solid um, streaming subscriber figures. I think if you kind of peel back the onion and look at all the details 
I don't think it's as positive as the 5% rally in the stock would suggest, but I think you know investors look at EPS and streaming subs in the near term for that stock, and both those figures were good. Um, ZipRecruiter was another solid report out last night. Airbnb, which I just mentioned, um, Q2 numbers were spectacular, but they did talk on the call about a moderation in demand, so that stock is trading off 4%. DoorDash, again, very strong Q2 figures. The guidance actually wasn't that bad either on a quantitative front. Um, on a qualitative mat up front, they did talk about increased expenses um, and a uh, deceleration in demand. So Door- DoorDash is off 4% as well. Context Logic, ticker Wish, was the big blow up of the night. That stock's about, down about 20% um, after its report. For um, the Friday calendar in the US, it's really not much again. Um, you know, probably the most interesting catalyst would be the Michigan sentiment report at 10 a.m. Um, not really because of the Mich- the actual sentiment figures, but more because of the inflation expectations that are embedded in that report. So I think that's obviously what the market's watching very closely. You did see on Wednesday um, kind of a chorus of inflation has peaked narratives and commentary, um, and that helped stocks on Wednesday. You you know I think that took a little bit of a backstep on Thursday when you had a firm uh, PPI reading, and then you also had um, a pretty hot housing uh, inflation report. But I think in general, investors are becoming more comfortable with inflation. The fact that you know you have seen a peak in inflation, how quickly it, it um, pulls back from the apex, I think that's still up in the air. Um, but other than that, you know, there's really nothing on the earnings front, and um, no, you know, no big Fed speakers either. Just quickly looking to next week, you're going to be there's going to have a lot of China news. So you have a lot of China economic data hitting Sunday night for Monday morning, um, July retail sales, July industrial production. You also have the China loan prime rates, China the loan prime rates, which will get published next Friday morning. That's the main policy rate in China. So to the extent China is serious about really easing monetary policy, those rates should move lower. That's not expected. I don't think it will happen. Um, you know, I don't think China is is kind of about to unleash a shock and all type of policy response. I think they're kind of going to pull some levers at the margin. Um, but again, so those loan prime rates should stay unchanged next Friday. You also have earnings from Tencent and a few other uh, China tech names out next week as well. Tencent is Wednesday morning. Um, you do have the U.S. July earnings season start next week. So Home Depot, Walmart are Tuesday morning. Lowe's, Target are Wednesday morning. Macy's, Kohl's are Thursday morning. Um, you also have, like I said earlier in the podcast, Analog Devices is Wednesday morning. And then Cisco and NVIDIA are Wednesday night. Um and that really, and then you have the Fed minutes on Wednesday. But I, like I said, I think the next few weeks should be very slow. For me, the next really important macro catalyst is going to be the August jobs report on uh, September 3rd. I think that will dictate um, the pace of tapering. Again, I think there is no doubt that the Fed will taper, and that's going to be the message from Powell on August 27th at Jackson Hole. Um, but the market's already, you know, at that point. So it's more kind of how fast will they taper and that we'll get more insight into with that jobs report on the third. And then September 22nd is the next Fed meeting. Um, I think that's where the Fed will really outline kind of the specifics of tapering. The 27th Jackson Hole speech will be more, um, you know, I, I think more of an abstract discussion around the fact that they will move forward with tapering. Um, the 22nd is where we get statistics, uh, specifics. You're also going to get a new dot plot on September 22nd, and that could create some turmoil too, because you'll probably see the dots inch higher. But a lot of that will, again, come down to what happens on um, on September 3rd. If you have another jobs report that was as strong as the recent um, July one, 
was. I think, uh, you know, again, you're at risk of a faster taper. You're also at risk of those dots moving up, possibly even the 2022 dot um, moving into the one rate hike territory versus zero right now. So that is everything for today. Um, you know, a lot more news in the piece today, but really, again, nothing that's terribly incremental for the market. And thank you everyone for listening.